And I want women to realize like you can figure it out along the way. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to, you know, um, be who you are. You know, sometimes we we're so great at shaming ourselves. I mean, I was, you know, number one when it comes to like, you know, I look in the mirror and I would like criticize every single thing about me that was wrong, not realizing like that was really hurting me. And, you know, we have to love ourselves completely, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, you know, we ha- that's, that's what makes us who we are. That's what makes us beautiful, right? The good and the bad. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations, your joys and creative spurs, your femininity, your success, all in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hello, hello, and welcome to Girl Skill Podcast, where twice a week we're having an insightful conversation with a kick-ass woman about her life story, her version of success, and her femininity, so we can all learn from the lessons she's learned along the way and apply it into our own lives too. And before we move on to yet another amazing episode of the Girl Skill Podcast, I wanted to officially announce and introduce you to the Girl Skill Power Tools Career and Business Edition PDF that is now available for free to download at Girl Skill com slash business girlskill.com slash business as you by now know i've interviewed more than 50 women on female success and in every single episode i've asked them by the end of the episode to tell us all their recommended top tools and resources that help them stay productive, happy, and fulfilled. And as you know, if you've been a listener, and if not, you will see in this episode that, um, you know, I asked them what are some of the top apps that they're using, some of the books that they highly recommend, and then also people and they follow and podcasts they listen to. And so what I've done, I've really went into every single episode, selected some of the best tools and resources from all these women, and basically um, categorized them in different areas areas of life. So this specific edition is for career and business. And I know that for many, many of you, you'd love to have some kind of handy tool of all the two amazing tools and resources. And so this is what you get in this edition. And you can get them at girlskill.com slash business. It includes the top 40 apps, podcasts, books, and people to follow to for the modern woman who wants to take her own version of success in career or business to the next level. So again, go to girlskill.com slash business and download it for free. It's freaking awesome. I've worked with a designer. Oh my God, it's taking me so long, but I've worked with a designer and also someone on my team to put it all together. It's beautiful. You will love it. Go to girlskill.com slash business to download it now. Alrighty. So before I tell you about uh, today's episode, let me tell you that I've had an amazing week last week. And by the time you're going to hear this recording, it's going to be a couple of weeks later, but still it's important for me to share this. Like last week, I've started my uh, Rediscover Your Success program with uh, seven women who've signed up for it. For me, it was a little bit of a shock, um, a bit of like excitement and being like, holy shit, what's going to happen next, you know? But the main thing is that I made my first a thousand bucks and more um, online with my program. And I really, really, if if you're a woman, and I know that the women in the program are listening to the podcast, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for, um, uh, for trusting me to do this. And I think you're enjoying it. <laughs> so the ladies in the program are actually enjoying it, which is awesome. But what's been happening is like, I've been having my first one-on-one calls, which was a part of the bonus uh, for the program. And then we're going to ha- go th- six weeks different subjects about femininity and rediscovering yourself and all of that. 
By the way, I'll be offering one-on-one um, introductions and um, packages for different women to work on their femininity. Uh, I'm also Instagram living this. So for ha- for whoever is joining on Instagram, I think it's hilarious. Everyone listening, you should see me. I'm recording this during Easter and I have my like little Instagram uh, ears and like a little nose, whatever. Like this is so weird, but hilarious at the same time. Anyway, so what I wanted to tell you is that I, I really wanted to share that um, it's been an incredible experience for me to be coaching, quote unquote, coaching these women, uh, taking a leap of faith, trusting myself. At times, I didn't know where I was going, where I'm taking them. But I kept telling myself, Anna, it's okay. You can do this. You can go through this. You're doing this for the first time. Like everybody knows it. So, but at the end of the day, and I had actually a client who I thought was like way out of my league. Um, But at the end of the day, we had amazing sessions and I felt so energized and in the flow and just, you know, this type of work is really, really speaks to me when I, when I speak with women about their femininity, where I can, you know, take people from, from a place of unclarity, confusion, overwhelm to a place where both of us are actually, you know, I, I help them guide through kind of the, the, the hallways or the rooms of their soul or whatever, and then help them see just a different perspective of their life. That has been incredible. And th- then the the first group group session came and I was a bit nervous and like there's technology issues, whatever. But in the end, it, w- it was so great. Like I... I don't even know how to explain, you know, it's, it's so amazing to, to be working with women, to be pursuing actually my passion and my goals and, and, and then seeing the results. So they're like sharing their homeworks, um, you know, in the group program and all of that, like, it's been great. And on top of that, I also realized that having this podcast and talking to you, although like, I really love interaction, like feedback from the other side. Um, but on top of that, it's just amazing. Like, I, I love doing this podcast. I love expressing myself and I'll be writing more and more. But I was truly grateful to have actually a platform where I can interview women, share my message and all of that. So I just wanted to, you know, encourage you to do things and, you know, share my experience with you and encourage you to do things that you're scared of and they're unknown. Like I didn't plan to do this program, actually. I didn't plan to do a webinar and I got kind of pushed into it by a mentor and another friend and they're like just try and see what happens so I did try and I made my first thousand dollars and I'm going through it and it's just such an exhilarating experience it's like I'm really in it and trying to be in it because it's going to wear off you know a couple of times I'm going to do this over and over again and it's going to kind of become old but still new at the same time so if you have something that you know you always wanted to do but you were kind of scared you didn't know how just do it just Hashtag, just do it. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's go on to uh, this week's episode, uh, which which, which ties really nicely to uh, what I'm talking about. And uh, so on this episode, I'm speaking to Sheena Yap-Chan. So Sheena Yap-Chan hosts her own podcast called The Tower of Self-Confidence. Some of my guests have been on that um, podcast. And, you know, I wanted to be a guest on that podcast as well. And so when a guest of mine introduced us, uh, Sheena said, sorry, I'm interviewing only Asian women. I was like, what? That's unfair. Why? You know, but then I understood like she's really, she's really niched it down to interviewing only Asian women about uh, self-confidence and success, which is amazing. And in part, like our podcasts are very, very similar, um, where she's tackling the issues of self-confidence law for women, but Asian women, right? Um, so, so that's, so that, that was great. Um, but so she has interviewed more than 500 
women. Four, 400 of them were Asian because like she switched uh, the niche and the focus. And I was like, holy moly, like this woman has talked to 500 women about self-confidence. I need to talk to her. And she's just reached 600,000 downloads on her podcast. And, and she's producing episodes five times a week. That's incredible. I highly encourage you to listen to her podcast because it's been uh, a great interview that we had. And, you know, we talked about what she learned about self-confidence, including how to lean on others and how to love yourself, flaws and all. And, you know, um, we're basically hearing the voices of the 500 women that she's interviewed. And Sheena's main goal is to increase representation for Asian women and to shed light on the unique struggles that women face in today's world. So join us for an incredible conversation with Sheena. Stand till the end where she basically in the interview, she shares with us her path from doubt and anxiety to self-acceptance and success. And at the end of the episode, as usual, in the tools and resources section, she will share with us um, one app to help you learn no matter where you are. One website to check out to learn more about podcasting and female support systems. Five books to read to inspire you to move forward, love yourself and be the best person you can be. And much, much more. All right. Enjoy this episode and I'll see you at the end. Girl skill. Female success. Redefined. Sheena Yap Chan. Welcome to Girl Skill Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to... Um, be on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, me too. I know you're calling in from Toronto. And I also know that yesterday you've hit 600,000 downloads on your Tao of Self-Confidence podcast, where you've interviewed more than 500 Asian women about confidence. So congratulations. This is really exciting. Thank you. But um, I actually, uh, um, when I first started, I was actually interviewing women from all backgrounds and I slowly evolved to just um, focusing on Asian women. So it's been about over 400. <laughs> all right. Um, well, Asian you know, are... minus 100. That's not a big deal <laughs> yeah. when you have 500. But that's really interesting, right? Because I like this episode is really about because, you know, we connected through a couple of podcasting groups. And, you know, besides you kind of being a role model for me personally as a podcast, and I'm also interviewing women about success, right? Like confidence and success goes together. Uh, besides me just being like in awe and very inspired by your work and by your numbers and by your mission, I'm also very curious about, you know, what you have learned from interview more than 500 women, 400 of them Asian, yeah. So this this whole episode is about that. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and really spreading and kind of, you know, um, your knowledge and wisdom. But before we get there, as usual, I start with a couple of fun questions so we get to know your personality a little bit. So, Sheena, let's uh, get right into it. So, name one thing that you cannot live without. Probably my phone. <laughs> as much as I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, you're, you're a businesswoman, right? You're on your business online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, who is your girl crush? My girl crush? Um... So I do, ha I do, I do admire um, Constance Wu. So she's in this TV show called Fresh Off the Boat. Um, and I love how she's, you know, creating a representation for Asian women, especially in Hollywood, something that's totally missing. Um, so I'm, I love that she's like the uh, role model for that and fighting for that and, you know, showing others what's possible. Okay, awesome. Love it. What is your favorite meal to cook? Um, does salad count? <laughs> Yes. What kind of salad? <laughs> well, just a, a regular 
raw salad. <laughs> Just cut it up and then, yeah, <laughs> no cooking involved. <laughs> no cooking involved. Awesome. And I know you're really into like healthy stuff. And I think, do you have like another business involved with matcha tea as well? Uh, no, that one's for fun. So I really love matcha. It's, it's um, like a dessert that I really like. So um, I just have like an an Instagram account that I've ha- that I've opened for fun, and I share like desserts that I love from matcha, which is great. <laughs> awesome, love it. And uh, what is your astrological sign, and how are you using it every day? So I'm a Scorpio, and I've learned a lot that in my sign, um, it's a sign of extremes. So I'm I, I do things like in extreme. And for the longest time, it, I thought there's something wrong with me. And I realized it was just like, it was a part of me. So like, you know, being the extremes of stuff, it can be good, it can be bad, but I like to try and focus the good as much as I can. And as a Scorpio, we're supposed to be super intuitive. And that held me back for a long time, because, you know, I was never trust my gut, I was always second guessing, I was always feeling like I I would screwed up and stuff. And, you know, the more I worked on myself, the more I also got in tune with my intuition and trusting my gut and just going for things, even if I didn't even know what it was going to look like, or it looked like the total opposite in what I had in my head. Mm, that's really interesting. So you're kind of into astrology from what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I follow this one, um, this one account on Instagram. And every time I read my horoscope, it's just like, super accurate and it's just like i get i'm just like oh my god <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, what's the instagram account <laughs> uh it's scorpio mystique uh, q-u-e so yeah she's is it like only about accurate. scorpios or yeah she, she's, oh, she's only about scorpio <laughs> is there like but, an aquarius um, I, mystique <laughs> for me i'm not sure but she does follow certain accounts um from different signs so that's probably the best way to check it out (laughs) okay cool so but but for all the scorpios out there women who are listening go to scorpio mystique on instagram and like get your daily kind of prediction according to sheena it's very accurate so awesome thank you all right (laughs) yeah sheena what is your biggest fear oh i I mean, my biggest fear was always failing or not succeeding or, you know, when you start a project, you're so afraid that might not work or might, you know, like just fall on your face. And um, I still deal with that from time to time. And um, I slowly work on that on myself. You know, there's certain projects I want to start, but fear kind of holds me back a little bit because, you know, I still second guess myself. I still, you know, worry about things here and there, but um, I, I'm aware of it and I work on it, right? Um, a lot of us aren't aware of the things that we're scared about or what we're doing, but, you know, awareness is the first step and, you know, doing whatever it takes to take action. It doesn't have to be huge actions, just small daily actions that will get you towards your um, goal uh, will, will really help. Mm, I love that. And I love that you're saying that because just for me hearing it and knowing how far you've come with your podcast and everything and you still, you know, you're just saying, you know, I still am afraid. I'm still doing it. That just makes us all feel like we're normal. We're all human here, <laughs> especially for women. Like this is so common, but overcoming it is, is you know, the, the main thing, just doing it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So thanks for sharing that. Um, okay, Sheena, what is the hardest part about being a woman? Oh my God, what isn't the hardest 
that's part of being a woman. <laughs> you know, we're like constantly judged about every single thing. The media has this like one definition, what perfection looks like. Growing up Asian, it's like you're told to be a certain person, live a certain way. Um, like it's tough being a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And what is the best part about being a woman? Everything. I mean, you know, being a woman is just, just great. Like, like, you know, here's a person who has been through so much, but yet can still, you know, rise up from all they've been through. And I've seen, you know, countless women who have been through the toughest times of their life and be able to go, you know, come out of it. Like women are resilient, women are strong, women are powerful, women are beautiful, women are amazing. And I think more and more women should realize their powers more and what they're capable of so they can go out there and do the things that they want. Because, you know, we, we have certain skills that men don't have, you know, men aren't like empathetic, right? And women are, right? We feel what, you know, most women feel. We know what they're going through. And the more we can talk about that and say, hey, you know what? It's okay to feel that way. We're here with you to help you throughout that or to help you get out of that. Mm, for sure. Love that. And we're going to get more into that <laughs> a bit later. And then, so last question of the segment is, Sheena, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about life right now and why? I would like to say 10 because you know, I, I always like to embrace the unknown. You know, I don't really plan stuff like I want to. And then I wake up and I'm like, ah, I don't, don't want to. So, you know, some of the things I'm doing is, you know, I'm going to go to the Philippines, um, which is uh, great. I get to spend time with my, my grandmas um, and then, you know, go from there, see what happens. Just I'm just really excited to see what's out there and, you know, just embrace the unknown because a lot of us fear it. I used to be so scared of like, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to end up homeless? <laughs> you know. Um, but now it's like, what else can happen? You know, what good things can come my way? And the more we can learn to embrace that, you know, embrace the unknown, the more things we, the more like positive things we can attract. So yeah, like for now, it's like, I just expect, you know, whatever the universe gives me, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. Uh, so now, Sheena, tell us who you are, where you come from, and what kind of work you do. So my name is Sheena Yap Chan. I was born in the Philippines, but I'm currently living in Toronto. And so I have a podcast called The Tao of Self-Confidence, where I interview women of Asian descent about their journey to self-confidence and how they're able to overcome them. And, you know, it's been an amazing journey. You know, I, I never thought I would have... Um, interviewed over 400 Asian women and then a total of over four, 500 women. Um, you know, when I first started, I didn't even think I was going to get that far, to be honest. <laughs> you know, when you start something new or start a project, especially when it's super technical, like a, a podcast, like, you know, some, some days you just want to throw your computer against the wall, but I really love uh, it. Yeah. You know, podcast. Yeah. I mean, the first time I edited an episode it took me two hours for a five minute audio and I was going to shoot myself. But, you know, I still love it. I love how podcasting is a great way to connect with people, you know, especially when you have a huge mission, like people will gravitate to you. So, um, yeah, it's been quite a journey. And like Anna mentioned, I've um, hit over 600,000 downloads, which I never thought was possible again, because when I first started I was just, you know, really scared too. When I first started, I thought no one was going to listen to me. It was going to tank. It was going to like, 
you know, I was going to like cry over like people not listening to me. So um, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad it was the total opposite. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Love it. And so you have now monetized the podcast. Is that your main source of revenue? Right now, I'm just um, doing it as a passion project. So I'm just slowly um, finding ways to start creating more tools and resources for women and building self-confidence. Uh-huh, okay, but you're so then you have a main job that you do on the side that kind of helps you, you know, support the lifestyle and also the podcast. Um, well, I do. Um, I do have some resources, so I have um, programs and online that people can can purchase and stuff. And yeah, so so that's about it. Okay, cool. So uh, Sheena, do you consider yourself successful, and why? Yeah, I mean. You know, a lot of people think success has to be tied with how much money you make, but success is just doing what you love, right? Being able to live life on your own terms. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to do that. I mean, it took me a while to get there, but I mean, yeah, I don't, you know, I get to be who I want to be, you know, and not have to worry about what people think. I get to live life on my terms and not have to worry about a boss, you know, scream, a boss screaming at me. And, you know, doing something that I love, which is the podcast. I mean, not so many people can go out there and do what they love. A lot of them kind of like walk aimlessly thinking like this is the only way they can live life, not knowing there's like so many other ways to do that. Yeah. And like you run the podcast. So I actually didn't know that, Sheena, but you release a podcast every day for five, I mean, for five days a week. Yeah. So I do five days a week, but I do take season breaks to keep my sanity. So, that is insane um, because I, you know, yeah. I'm releasing twice a week and that is so much work. Like this is my full-time job actually. Like that's all I'm doing day in and day out, publishing episodes. I saw on your Instagram, like you're on fire. How do you manage to do all of that? That's like insane. Uh, planning ahead is really helps. Uh, Google Calendar is my best friend and having like online tools to just kind of like automate things. So yeah, just really planning ahead is help help me, um, you know, lessen the workload. So, um, you know, it's been it hasn't been as bad as most people would think, to be honest. <laughs> mm, mm, for sure. Yeah. Planning ahead and kind of being consistent and, you know, having these routines, I suppose, because for me, it's all about the routines and, you know, structuring my work in a way that makes sense, you know, makes it easy or like keeps me sane, as you said. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, cool. So Sheena, tell me, what is femininity for you? Um, To me, it's just, you know, being okay with who you are, especially as women, right? We feel like, you know, society thinks we live, we're one certain way, you know, if a woman's too emotional, like something's wrong with her. If a woman, you know, doesn't, wants to, to fix cars and they're too masculine, like, I think femininity just comes with who you are and who you're able to, you know, live as a person, as a human being. And, you know, there shouldn't be a a standard definition um, to me. I just think, you know, whatever you want to be, that's, that's femininity. I mean, that's pretty much it. Mm, Awesome. And so tell us your story of how, you know, so we're going to get into like, what have you learned from interviewing all these women? Because I always find, you know, podcast hosts are like the greatest resource of wisdom and knowledge because they're like, you know, just like me. I mean, you're like 10, you're actually 10 times, you've interviewed 10 more women, 10 times more women than I have so far. 
So, but I already like I'm getting so much out of it. So I can't wait for you to share with us some of the biggest lessons you've learned. But first, let's talk about your journey because I know that you. So you've been born in Philippines and then you've moved to Canada and back and then you know way up back into Canada. So tell us about your journey and how you came to actually do this kind of work and have this self confidence podcast. Well, I've always wanted to create a platform to help women and you know. In, in like my 20s, I was not confident in myself, <laughs> you know, whatever confidence I had was fake confidence, like, you know, it's the external confidence, it's like hiding behind a mask, but I always knew I wanted to help people, especially women, especially what women go through, um, you know, when, when you're going through things, you feel like you're the only person who's going through them, so, you know, creating something like this was, you know, just made sense because, you know, when a woman can hear what, you know, struggles they went through and how they can overcome it and have that relatability factor, they can realize like they're not the only ones who feel this way. And there's more women who feel like, you know, they're not good enough. They're not worthy. They feel like, you know, they have to depend on other people for their worth. Um, not realizing like you have it all along. It's just learning to realize it and listening to like podcasts like mine and yours to as a support system to lift you up when you have days where you're not a hundred percent. Cause we do have days where we have, where we just don't feel like we want to do anything or we just feel sad or have no confidence at all. So, um, you know, I want, so, so, you know, I've always wanted to start something and I didn't know what platform to use. Like I didn't even know what a podcast was when I first started. I just, you know, read about it invested in some courses and just started. And, you know, one of the things that kind of led me to start living my own life was, um, six and a half years ago, my aunt passed away from a freak accident. And that just made me realize how short our life is, you know, which what I love about it was she was able to do all the things that she wanted, but she started in her late fifties when most people would tell her, are you crazy? You're too old. You can't be doing that stuff. You're not 20 anymore. You know, she went like zip lining, rock climbing, scuba diving. She was traveling. Like she was really living the life that she wanted. And, you know, she didn't, she she didn't let it bother her. Like she wanted to do the stuff that she wanted. I mean, she did things that most 20, 30 year olds have yet to do. So um, I just want people to realize like, you know, life is short and, you know, you never know when it's going to be taken away from you. So, you know, I didn't want to have to look back and be like, is this my life? Like, am I just going to work in an office from nine to five, Monday to Friday? Like, you know, there has to be more than this. And um, so, you know, it was, a, it, it, there was some bumpy, you know, roads ahead, but yeah, it led me to creating the podcast, which was great. And, I, you know, when I first started, I was scared. Like it took me like, like six months to even like get it out there. Cause I was like, so scared of what people might think. I was scared people might not like it, or they might think my voice was too screechy or whatever it was. Like I had all these like thoughts in my head and it delayed me for the longest time until somebody just told me, just get it out there. If it fails, just create another one. And so I put it out there and, um, you know, I received great um, feedback and I just kept doing it after that. So like meeting all these women, um, really, help me with my own confidence in the process. I mean, just last night, um, I went to a cookbook launch party um, for one of my podcast guests. So, you know, that never would have happened if I never interviewed her. Yeah, I saw I saw that picture on, on your Instagram. That That's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Sheena, let's get into let's get into some of your biggest lessons. So first of all, my my question is, um, what is self-confidence? So to me, self-confidence is just, you know, I mean, there's a lot of 
definitions to it. You know, it's just for me having that courage to to just, you know, take action and living the life that you want. And I know it's not always easy. In fact, it's it can be like frustrating, right? It's like sometimes you're going against what everyone else is telling you what to do. And you feel like, you know, you're all alone in this journey, but you're not. There's so many women out there who want to take that next step, but are too afraid. So it's like just having that courage to do that um, is huge, right? And some people kind of like dumb down the the actions they take. Like I remember interviewing a lady and she's like, well, I'm not successful yet because I just you know quit my job and started this company. So I don't know how this company is going to fly. But I was like, you're already successful enough that you would take the courage to, to, to quit a job and pursue something that you love. And most people are, you know, are afraid to do that because they're so afraid of the unknown. Like they're afraid, like, you know, they're afraid they might run out of money or they might not find another job or the business that they start might tank. But um, sometimes, you know, things happen for a reason and you just have to see that every, every experience, you know, there's a lesson to be learned from it. So yeah, for me, confidence is just that courage to, to go out there and do what you want. Mm, I love that. And where do you think that comes from? Like, let, let's talk about women specifically. Um, I mean, because, you know, a lot of women, most women have um, an issue with uh, self-confidence. That's why your podcast exists, right? Um, so where, where is confidence really coming from? I think, um, I think we're born with confidence, you know, to begin with. I mean, as babies, you know, we we start walking, we start talking and like, you know, no one really like tells us if we're doing it right or wrong. We just keep doing it until we get there. Right. And then as we grow up, it's like the confidence is, you know, lost along the way because we have parents telling us what's good or bad or what not to do or what to do. And then we have the media who kind of, you know, programs us certain things. And then our cultures also have certain traditions that really hurt our confidence. And then, you know, even at school, it's like, you know, they, they have, have certain things that kind of tear you down. It's like um, your surroundings and your environment, uh, especially nowadays with like in school, you know, bullying is huge now and that really hurts people's confidence, right? So, I mean, I think we're all born with it, it kind of gets along, lost along all the way when we don't, or when we're not in the right environments. And then, you know, when we can learn, then we can learn to get back up and start building that confidence again. Mm, yeah. And what what have you learned? So let's talk about because you started with interviewing women in general, and then you kind of niched uh, into interviewing Asian women. So I'm very curious about um, and, you know, I have my own stereotypes and I'm completely aware that they are stereotypes. So if, you know, I come across as, oh, you know, stereotypical or whatever, just I, I hope not judgmental, but you know what I mean, because I'm I'm a white woman. I come from Eastern Europe. I've lived in Asia, like I told you about before, and I kind of the stereotypes that you actually confirmed uh, when you when I listened to you know I did some research and you talk about you know that the typical Asian woman is the, is a submissive woman, right? Because of culture and there's certain expectations of what you do and how you come and you know like taking countries like China or the Philippines. So there's a lot of I mean Asian women are different in the way they're brought up because of the culture. So why did you decide to focus on Asian women specifically? And then, of course, I want to ask you, what are some some biggest lessons that you've learned? And, and, and I'm really interested in the cultural aspect, because I find it fascinating how our cultures are so different and how, you know, the submissiveness, so to say, or the stereotypical image of an Asian woman comes about. And what have you learned by talking to all of these women? 
So, you know, when I first started, I always knew I wanted to help Asian women. Um, but I guess at the time, I just figured, you know, I'll start with, you know, interviewing women from all backgrounds. And then the more I kept on doing it, like I decided to switch over, you know, like when you evolve as a person, your shows are going to <clears throat> evolve too, right? So for me, it was just the representation. There was just not enough support systems that, you know, help Asian women with their confidence, especially like you mentioned, the cultural background, um, the cultural barriers that we go through, right? Um, even family, you know, like harping on us, like, why aren't you married yet? What's wrong with you? Like, why wouldn't you, you know, like getting married was like the ultimate goal. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, the stereotypes, you know, were considered submissive, obedient, quiet. And that's why so many men want to be with us because we'll just do whatever they tell they tell us, right? Which is totally wrong because then that's when, you know, women are in situations that sometimes they can't get out of like physical abuse or being raped or, you know, being, having men control them, you know, which is wrong. Um, so I really wanted to have a better representation of Asian women. Like, you know, we were not obedient. We're not like submissive. We're not quiet. You know, we do have voices. We can go out there and use our voice to create an impact in the world and, you know, showcase women who've been through there and, been able to come out of it and you know some of the things I've learned is like we never have it all figured out and that's okay you know as women we always feel like we have to figure everything out first and then take action um, you know women who have six and seven figure businesses started with no clue and you know it's good to know that because it's like sometimes I'm here like sitting thinking like I have no idea what I'm doing and <laughs> when I hear people like you know who went through the same thing I'm like I'm in the right path so you know I'm glad you know there's women out there who can show us like just because we don't have it figure it out you know we can always figure it out along the way because we're capable of doing that um, and I want women to realize like you can figure it out along the way it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to you know um, be who you are you know sometimes we we're so great at shaming ourselves. I mean, I was, you know, number one when it comes to like, you know, I look in the mirror and I would like criticize every single thing about me that was wrong, not realizing like that was really hurting me. And, you know, we have to love ourselves completely, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, you know, we ha that was, that's what makes us who we are. That's what makes us beautiful, right? The good and the bad. And, you know, sometimes our weaknesses can be our greatest strengths, right? Because, you know, if we're bad at something, we're going to be curious to figure out how we can do it. Um, so, I mean, there's so many things and I think we can go on for like hours <laughs> and hours, but um, yeah, for me, it was just a better representation of Asian women. Like there's mm -hmm. just not enough. And, you know, sometimes um, if you want that, you have to start it. And, you know, I've been to marketing events where it's just like, I see you know, white men on stage constantly talking about success. And it's like, you know, where are the women? Why aren't, why aren't we showcasing women out there? And not that there's anything wrong, you know, I'm sure those men are great and they de deserve the recognition, but there's women who are just as talented and capable and also deserve that recognition. So I also wanted to celebrate the achievements of, of women out there who have been through like, you know, hell and back who've you know created careers that you never thought was possible to even create so yeah yeah so tell me about these uh cultural barriers that you mentioned what are some of the common themes that you see specifically 
you know, women of Asian descent are dealing with? Because, you know, as I said, I have my own stereotypes, but because you've interviewed so many and you yourself are, um, you know, a, a woman of Asian descent, I'm curious, what do you see are specific things that obviously are very different from a Western woman, so to say, or a woman who's not Asian? And how, so I'm interested in those cultural differences that pretty much most women deal with and have to overcome it. And how do they overcome it? That's also the main question. Yeah, I mean, as an Asian woman, we're just told what to do. It's like, go to school, get a job, get married and never rock the boat. It's like, we never want to make any trouble. Even if, you know, the other person's at fault, it's like, you know, you don't want to say anything to keep the peace, to not bring shame to the family name. And, you know, that's not a good thing, right? I mean, I've seen women who've been in abusive relationships or abusive marriages and they tell their their parents like, you know, this is what's happening. And the parents are just like, well, don't say anything. We don't want to create trouble. We don't want to bring shame to our family when it's not your fault to begin with and it's not right for a man to hit you. So, you know, things like that and just the whole idea of getting married, like there's nothing wrong with getting married, right? If you're getting married for the right reasons, it's great. Right. And you should be getting married for the right reasons. But it's, if it's because you feel like your parents or your family's pressuring you or, you know, they're calling you an old maid because you haven't gotten married yet or something's wrong with you, then you're going to get desperate and just find, you know, the first person you see. And then that's wrong. Right. Because, I mean, you're just getting married for the sake of getting married. You're not getting married for love. And, you know, this is really ingrained in Asian women. Like, I'll go to family parties, and the first thing they'll ask me is, like, why aren't you married yet? So, you know, it's it's crazy. It's like that should be the only goal for a girl. And it's not. Like, there, you can have so many goals that you want. Um, getting married can be one of them, but getting married for the right reasons. I mean, in China alone, if, um, if you're 25 and over and still single, you're considered a leftover, which I think is horrible. <laughs> you know, like, why would you call women that? Why would you call them leftovers? And there's different terms in um, different parts of Asia. Like in Japan, it's called Christmas cake because nobody likes Christmas cake after Christmas or something, no. which is, yeah, I it's terrible. And this is why these these labels really like does not help women's confidence. It really lowers it. And words hurt, right? I mean, if someone called you a leftover, I mean, how would you feel? You'd probably feel like something's wrong with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. And these women are like super educated, have really great jobs, but they're considered leftover because they're not married. So, you know, for me, that was just, was just like not cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, you know, we're just, yeah. And then like, we're just, we're just constantly like, you know, trying to please everybody, making everyone happy, like, you know, sacrificing our own happiness to make other people happy, to make sure that they're okay. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But if we're not okay, and if we have to sacrifice our own happiness, then how is that, you know, going to work? You know, we're just doing it for the sake of doing it. We're not realizing why we're doing it. We're not even questioning why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, what you mentioned, actually, you know, never rock the boat, um, you know, the family is going to lose face and, you know, the getting married part is definitely an, an issue. And what you said also, you know, pleasing everybody and agreeableness. And I feel like to some degree, all women ha- are, are dealing with this growing up, right? Because 
you know, women are looked at as being the weaker side, right? Like the, the don't rock the boat, you know, you need to get there, blah, blah, blah. But especially in, in, in women of Asian descent, no, this is so because of the culture, right? So what are some of the main reasons? I mean, I assume that the main reasons for what you're mentioning is probably religion and also, you know, the, the very, very strong, like family face or family um, how do you say respect and there's a lot of value placed on that so is am I correct in saying like these are the reasons for it um yeah I, I mean it's I think you know as like families right they don't know any better and I think they just keep on passing on the same traditions to the next generation to the next generation to the next generation and no one's ever questioned it right we just do things without you know thinking why do we do them like you know, why, why would I be called a leftover? Why do I have to please this person? Why can't I say anything knowing that I'm being like, you know, I'm in a bad situation, right? Um, and, and I think there comes a point where we just have to question these things and ask like, why? Like, why do we have to do this? Um, and it's not easy, right? Imagine it's like, you know, one against how many, like thousands mm -hmm. of people, right? And, and, but it has to start with one, right? And and yeah, like, you know, just society as a whole, the media is like crazy, right? They have this one definition of what beauty should look like or what an Asian woman should look like. Like in the Philippines, like if you're not light skinned, you're considered ugly. So there's like every single whitening cream. I under know. The sun. When I you yeah, when I went to I don't remember <laughs> what was it, Vietnam or some like the the whitening creams were so pronounced. Like everywhere I went to there was like whitening creams. Like what's going on? I want to be darker people. Like I want to be tanned. <laughs> and then and then here it's all about being white and everything. It's really interesting yeah and it really hurts women's confidence because then they feel like if I'm dark I'm not pretty I'm ugly so you know it's just like these these perceptions of like society and family and religion just being passed on to generation to generation to generation and we just do it unconsciously and we never even question it right and you know sometimes you know, we can't blame our family because they don't know any better. But when we were aware of like certain things that doesn't make sense and we have to like stop and think like, okay, do I want to keep doing this? And, or do I, do I stop it? Right. Um, you know, like, especially when it comes to like, if there's something wrong and you tell your family and they don't want to do anything about it because they're afraid to save face or whatever, then it's up to you to maybe just, you're going to have to rock the boat. Right. I mean, it's hard. I mean, like sometimes you just feel like you're all alone, but um, there's women out there who, who also need to know that it's okay to like leave that person if he's hurting you or, you know, not, you know, kind of like have boundaries for yourself, right? Because we never create those boundaries because we're so used to like, just let everyone walk all over us, not realizing like we need these boundaries to, you know, keep our sanity, to help us with our confidence, to tell them like, no, it's not okay, right? Yeah, I imagine um, it can be as something as simple as you know. So, so, so yeah, to interrupt, ahead. like Sorry. for for a Western woman, and then I'm saying for a white woman, right? It's it's still hard for us to do that, um, you know, to kind of rock the boat, walk away, like you know, go against the grain, which I did, for example, in my teenage years and all of that. But I imagine it must be 
I don't know how many times harder, but going, you know, for an Asian woman going against the whole kind of tradition and against like, because I know there's like neighborhoods of people who this is not acceptable. And so for me, you know, it was the wrath of my father, for example, who would, you know, just you know, dis- disown me, so to say, for for a woman with Asian descent, there's so much culture and history and all of that. And going against all of that is like, must be really, really tough. You know, it's like the, the feelings that women go through. It's incredible. I'm thinking, so from your experience and from all of your interviews, and you know, you have your own story, Sheena, what, what do you think like these women? So my question is, um, you know, what really helps or like, let's say, what is the recipe for modern Asian women that you've seen that these women have done who have kind of broken out, right? What have they done and how have they done it? Like, how do you gather this courage to go against everyone? As you said, sometimes it's against thousands where, you know, I guess the Western woman doesn't have to you know, deal with it much, especially if you live in, you know, America or Canada, it's like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, especially when you have open-minded parents and everything. So what do you think has really helped these women to go through? And for everybody listening that might be in that situation, what would be your advice from all of your experience in interviewing these women? Well, (laughs) so for me, I don't think there's one recipe or one way, you know, um, there's a reason why I interview so many women because there's different ways of building that confidence or different ways of going out of, you know, coming out of whatever funk you're in. And for me, I think sometimes, you know, you just hit a certain boiling point where you just can't take it anymore. And you're just like, I'm done with it. And you just, you know, realize like you've had enough and you're going to change it. And you're just, you just go out there and do it. Um, For some women, it's like they took, you know, self-development courses they had a huge situation that actually turned out or like a, they were in a bad situation that made them realize like, you know, there's more to life than that. Um, you know, some women just did whatever it took to start working on themselves. I, I think the first thing you have to do is start working on yourselves, learning to love yourselves for who you are, learning to be okay to be your authentic self, right? We're too afraid to show our true selves because of society, because of cultural barriers. Like, you know, if, we're not married and, you know, working or we're not married or staying at home, then we're not women. It's like, well, you know, we still are women. We can go out there and travel the world. We can go out there and create our own businesses. We can go out there and make our own money. So, yeah, I mean, for me, like learning to love your, like all of yourself and it's hard sometimes, right? Cause like you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, this outfit makes me look fat. (laughs) And you're like, then you have to stop and think like, no, you know, I'm beautiful. This is me. I love all of me. I love the worst parts of me. I love the best parts of me. Um, You know, some of the things I I do is I'm kinder to myself. As women, we have to learn to be kinder to ourselves. You know, we're so great at being so mean, (laughs) so critical, so judgmental of ourselves. Um, Like when I have moments of self-doubt, I say like three things to myself. I just say, I am loved, I'm worthy, and I'm enough. And I keep telling myself that until I feel better. And yeah, at first it's going to sound weird because you're not used to it. But the more you keep doing it, um, I'll just be like clockwork. The, the easier it gets, the more comfortable it'll get. Mm, yeah, interesting. And so I want to play devil's advocate for, for a quick second here and say, 
So do you think, Sheena, there is a, a good side or a positive side to the culture, uh, to the history, to the traditions that are passed on and on? Because, you know, I, when I, because I lived in, in Asia, you know, and then I'm traveling and through my travels, I just, I feel so much respect. And uh, I mean, from the outside, right? Um, and just so much tradition that is being passed. And to me, I'm sometimes in awe that, you know, the Western societies or like Australia or America, they don't have that. And, you know, the Asian traditions and culture are just fascinating for me. So is there, do you think there's a positive side? And I guess how, how do we live in the modern world? Like let's say a modern Asian woman who's still, so my question is, could these traditions be kept, but I guess mm, coming out of that shell, right? Or like, preconceived roles that men and women play or like power play, the submissiveness, all of that. What would be your answer to that? Um, yeah, of course, you know, not all traditions are bad. Of course, every t- tradition has their pros and cons. Um, I mean, you can still live, you know, still be a modern Asian woman and still have those traditions, right? It's just, you know, I guess taking which which traditions you know make sense to you right um like in chinese culture the color red is a is a happy color it's a good color it's a color of you know happiness and and you know i love the color red you know red's actually the colors that i wear because of what it represents um so you know i take what's good and 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 actually use it so um i hope that answers the question <laughs> yeah 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 for sure i mean what you mean is like just taking what works for you um, and making it your own and making it a success in your own life and kind of building your own life while still maintaining, you know, the respect for the traditions and the religion and all of that. Yeah. Mm, awesome. So, Sheena, I want to talk about some of the interviews that you've had. And um, my question is, what were some of the hardest interviews for you? And, you know, you don't need to name names or, I mean, they're all out there, right? But like, what were some of the hardest interviews? Like hard, hard to get or hard to, like, story? Yeah, yeah, stories. So I'm really interested because, you know, I, I'm interviewing women as well. And there's some stories that are like, man, that's crazy. So I guess what I'm looking for is some, some stories, yeah, that you've heard that were really hard to take in, to hold space to, you know, just kind of be there and, and listen and guide women through an interview? Um, I'm just thinking right now. I mean, I've interviewed so many women, women who've been through, like, you know, rape, even from their own family, <laughs> you know, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would never think, you know, someone would, from your own family would do that, like a father, you know. Um, I think that was kind of hard to take, but they were able to come out of it. Um, you know, women who were born, I, I interviewed a woman who was born with no arms and, you know, for the longest time she thought she was never good enough. I mean, you know, she thought she needed to have the prosthetics to, um, you know, to be like everyone else, um, until she realized like she went to the bus and went in the bus without those prosthetics and she never felt more free in her life than ever. Right. And because of that, she's done like so many crazy things. I mean, she flies a plane with her feet, wow. <laughs> which is, which is amazing. I can't even fly a plane with my hands. So, <laughs> you know, it's just things like that make you realize what's possible. Um, you know, I've interviewed women who've been, who've 
you know, been bankrupt, not once, twice, but three times, um, but found a way to get out of it, actually saw failure as a good thing because, um, you know, when the third time came, they're like, well, I've been in the situation before I can get out of it. So it just made it easier for her to get out of that situation. Um, women who've been in abusive relationships, um, physically abused, mentally abused, um, just hearing their stories of what they had to go through and just learning to come out of it. It's just, it's crazy. Like every possible situation that you can think of, it's happened. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm looking at your Instagram account right now and it's amazing. Like you're, you're, you're just into, <laughs> these women have so many interesting stories. That's, that's crazy. So what are some of the, let me ask you the top three things that you've learned from all of these interviews. And, and, you know, I highly encourage all listeners to go to the, the Tao of self-confidence Instagram account or website as well. And to really listen to your podcast, because it's amazing because you ask women about their, you know, proudest moments, how they did it, all of that. But like, just looking at the pictures and all these faces, it's amazing. Like, thank you for doing this work and, and, you know, just being this channel because you're right. Like it's such a, it's so much underrepresentation, right? And I just see the um, Jessica with the woman without arms, um, Jessica Cox. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, what are some of the top three uh, kind of biggest learnings that that you had from all these interviews? So, the top three three things. One thing I know is that as women, we can figure things out along the way. We don't have to figure everything out before we start something like if you want to start something just start it like the book launch that I went to um, the woman was sharing her story she said publishers came up to her and asked her to write a book she had no clue what to write about Um, like she didn't know where to start she never even wanted to write a book in the first place and uh, she kind of just you know took the chance had a pitch and now she has a cookbook (laughs) you know like things like that you can just figure you can figure it out along the way and as women we can do that like we don't have to know everything like people who started like i mentioned six or seven figured businesses like they had no clue what they were going to do but they had a huge mission and they were willing to do whatever it takes as women we are we can do that like we can figure things out we are super resilient and you know I've learned that we'll fall a lot of times, <laughs> but we can always get back up. You know, that that saying fall seven times, get back up eight. You know, we just keep going and going and going until we hit that, um, you know. And some of the things I've learned is just like, you know, life always gets in the way. Sometimes we have to put things on hold, um, but it doesn't mean that dream is gone, right? You can get back at it at any given moment. So, you know, maybe you've had a project that you've put on hold for five months and you think you can't get back to it. You can and finish it. Um, You know, I've seen women who've done that. I've seen women who've been able to just, you know, get back to things. Right. And I I know like we feel like we can't go back to it. We just feel like, oh, we abandoned it. We're such we're such bad people. It's like, no, you can just get back to it at any given moment. Um, And, you know, just learning to love yourselves, flaws and all. It's so important. Um, You know, whatever flaw you have is actually a beautiful thing. It's not nothing bad. Like, you know, so what if you have a pimple on your face? It's not the end of the world. (laughs) You know, we just have to learn to show our true selves, our authentic selves. And that's how we're going to gravitate to people. You know, the right people will come to us. And yeah, sometimes it's scary because we're not used to it. But the more you keep showing yourselves, you can do it. And you don't have to take huge steps. You can take like small, actionable steps. It's these small steps that actually give you those big results. Mm, 
I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I'm just, I just keep scrolling your Instagram. It just doesn't end. You know, it's like 500 women, different faces, like models and fashion and business entrepreneurs and just, you know, Indian women, Asian women, all over the, like on motorcycles. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. I love that. Um, <laughs> just seeing so many faces and all the subjects you talk about. So thanks for doing that. Um, all right. So before we get into the tools and resources section, Sheena, and I'm really curious what, what you have to say I have one last question for you and I'm really curious about what is what is in the future for you you know so you've achieved this success in terms of downloads and you know you've interviewed so many women you've been doing this for three years and I know you, you you're taking breaks like what April to October uh, with your podcast but still that's a lot of work and and you know this is kind of your passion project still so what's in the future for you and the tower of self-confidence well, you know, when people ask me that kind of questions, I kind of blank out or get really scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie because sometimes I don't have a plan. And, um, but for me, it's just really creating more tools and resources. I told myself I was going to keep on doing this podcast as much as I can, as long as I have the energy to do it, because I really, you know, want to help women, especially, especially learn, you know, what power they have, what they can go do do you know go out there and um you know some of the things that i want to do and i'm scared to do is like create more programs write a book um you know maybe have you know a coaching program um so you know that's some of the things i want to do that's kind of stopping me but i'm working on <laughs> absolutely yeah awesome well i wish you good luck with with everything that you're doing uh, and i'm sure it's going to be a great success because as i said you know there's so much wisdom and knowledge so sheena let's get into the tools and resources section it's time for tools and resources on Girl Skill. So, what are, please share with us what are some of your top apps or you know software programs or technology things that uh, keep you productive and fulfilled? So, some of the things I do, I um, actually have a free gift that I give to listeners. Um, it's a, a free self-talk tape. So, I read this book. Uh, it's called like What You Say to Yourself, um, and they have a section where it talks about self-talk tapes so it's just like things that you say to yourself and you know you just record it in your voice or a voice that you feel comfortable listening to and it's just you know mantras like you know i'm confident i love myself it's just positive things that you can listen to over and over and over again so it can help your brain be more confident and, you know think of good things about yourself so that's some of the things um i have or, or offer as a free gift um one of the things I do is read, you know, like audiobooks. If that's one of the things I do, I, I think I have a free audio, audio or audible account that people can sign up for. Um, and tools, oh my God. Um, you know, I do have a lot of social media apps that kind of help me automate things. I can't remember the top of, like, I can't remember at the top of my head, but I can always send like a list later on. Yeah, that would um, be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just just even listening to the podcasts, you know, one of the reasons why I love editing my episodes is just I love hearing the stories again. You know, it really helps me like in my own confidence, um, realizing like, you know, we don't ha always have it all together, but we can always figure it out. We don't, you know, we will have the worst days of our lives, but we can always come out of it. Mm, I love that. And who are some of the people that you follow um, or like blogs that you follow for inspiration that keep you productive and happy? So for me, um, you know, I watch a lot of 
autobiographies of people like you know movies they're based on like true stories of of people so like on netflix i've seen like the story of walt disney and that's really um helped me like realize like man that guy just never gives up <laughs> and mm-hmm. i'm glad he didn't because if he did i mean we wouldn't have half the things that's around the world right now <laughs> right um so things like that um you know I, I, you know, I, I go on groups that have like-minded women, like, you know, the groups that we have on Facebook, like the She Podcast, a really great group of people. Um, and then, you know, I have my circle of friends that, you know, help me throughout days or times where I'm just not 100%. They help me lift myself up or, yeah, things like that. Mm, awesome. And uh, what are some of the books that you recommend that maybe changed your life or are just super inspiring for you? So the first self-help book I ever read was The Secret. I mean, it was a time when The Secret was just super popular and I was like, okay, I'm just going to read this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, actually watch the movie first because so, sometimes like reading, when I read a book, sometimes it just doesn't like, I just don't intake the information as, as fast. So I just watch the video or the movie that they had. But that was one of the first books I, I read. Um, uh I think the one that I mentioned earlier was like what what you say to yourself or something along that line. So it's just like the things that you say to yourself to help you um, be more confident and just, you know, have better, like a better uh, view of yourself. Um, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence Others is a really great book. I know it's like, you know, people are like, why would you read that? It sounds cheesy, but it's a really good book. Another one is Three Feet from Gold. Um, so most people, you know, when they quit, they don't realize how close they are. So this is what it's taught, telling you about, like, you're, you're a lot closer than you think, right? Um, so, so, so it's a great book to read. Uh, another one was called Psycho-Cybernetics, which is a really great mm-hmm. book. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. These are some amazing resources. Thanks so much for sharing that. And, you know, for everyone listening, we're going to have all the links, um, you know, in in the show notes for sure. Um, So Sheena, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on, for doing all the work in the podcast and for everyone, you know, listening who want to get to know more and learn about you and connect. Please tell us where they can find you. Sure. So if they look up my name, Sheena Yapchan, I'm like the only Sheena Yapchan on the internet. So, which is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. you can find me. Um, they can also check out the Tao of Self-Confidence on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Android, and also on Spotify. Uh, they can also go to my web- website, thetaoofselfconfidence.com. They can get, you know, the free self-talk tape that I mentioned and other resources and past episodes. And Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Love it. Well, Sheena, uh, this was great talk. Thanks so much for coming on and I wish you all the best and we'll talk soon. Thank you. And it was really um, an honor to be here today. All right. How awesome was this episode with Sheena Yapchan? I love that woman. She's so wise. And, you know, I always I always said that podcast hosts are pretty much the best uh, podcast um guests ever because you're basically not only talking to the to the to the woman herself but also to all of the women pretty much who who have interviewed her uh, who she has interviewed on her podcast so if you have enjoyed this episode i highly highly encourage you to share it with a girlfriend okay so you know who needs a bit of help um in loving herself flaws and all because sheena talks a lot about you know, really embracing the imperfections of all of us and understanding that you're not alone in your journey. Like I, I all, 
oftentimes I feel like, oh my God, like I'm the only one going through this. Nobody understands, blah, blah. And then I realize, holy shit, the more I share my journey, the more I realize that so many women are going through the same thing. And so if your girlfriend needs a bit of support and understanding and like breathing in and out, that's going to be okay. Please share it with her. If she's of Asian descent, please share, share it with her as well. I think Sheena's work is really, really important and powerful for, especially for Asian women and because she wants to increase her presentation. You can share this podcast episode um, from your podcasting app or straight uh, or send them straight to girlskill.com slash 53. And if you haven't managed to take note of all the tools and resources Sheena mentions in this episode, you can get them at the same um, URL, girlskill.com slash 53. All right. Have an amazing week as usual. Just running with the wolves wherever you are. Love you all and see you all in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Girlskill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely your to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined.